isn't that isn't that a bit actually in she's all that where someone says you throw like a girl and then she says I am a girl. No, she no, it's that you run you run like a girl. Oh, that's maybe it, it's yeah. you throw like a girl. She said I've seen no, your I gym class. You, you throw like, like a girl. girl. And, yeah, and she says mm. I am a girl. Yeah. yeah, which is quite a good comeback to that. It's a very good comeback. Yeah, that's that's how you get school bullies. You send them into like a kind of blue screen of death type scenario. <laughs> She's like a all that look. says trans mm. rights. That's right. That's right. Mm. She's all that brackets transgender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you just go around taking people's glasses off, and then they're just perfectly hot women. Some kind of squeamish <laughs> liberal saying yeah, they're all that. Mm. You have to, uh, you, you have to go. <laughs> you have to get two letters from different doctors before they let you take off your glasses mm. and you become hot. <laughs> Sorry, it's while, the, you, it's, while you're living under my roof, funny. you keep the glasses on. It's a little bit funny. <laughs> it's not funny. It's awful. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, fantastic God. stuff. Fantastic um, stuff. Anyway, a slight preview there of our. Uh, Today's movie episode. corner with oh, yeah. uh, Uber yeah. Butler about the movie She's yeah, All That. Yeah, it's because we just recorded it, so I'm confused about when it's coming out. Yeah, we got it on the brain. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, hello and welcome to Masters of Our Domain, uh, the podcast which is allegedly about the hit 90s sitcom Seinfeld. Not the hit 90s movie She's All That, although it should be about that at all times. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, by the way, with someone who's never seen Seinfeld, but very much has seen the hit 90s movie She's All That. <laughs> and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. She's all that is she ever says. All right, Milo, all Mi- Milo, Milo's gone. We've lost him. He's, just, he's on the phone. <laughs> he's on the phone. Of course he is. He's of on course. the phone. He's like a kind of 80s business guy. He's like exactly. Gordon Gecko. Like. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's got like one massive mobile phone in each hand. Yeah. Um, and, and he has to talk to New York on the one hand, Tokyo yeah. on the other, uh, in his she's all that arbitrage business. <laughs> um, yeah. Because different different people worldwide will have seen the movie she's all that at different times. Yeah, that's true, therefore, because it's before global release dates. Y- mm. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And they'll be reacting to it at different times, and yeah. you can kind of like broker those different reactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his um, two giant mobile phones are six months apart. Exactly, exactly. It's like Tenet in that respect. It, um, in many ways. Many ways, like Tenet. I haven't seen Tenet. A film that I, neither, I of, us have, like a film that neither yeah. of us have seen, but it sounds like it could for the be movie like that. Tenet, yeah. <laughs> it sounds, yeah, it's a bit like time or something, isn't it? Um, in, the movie, in the movie Tenet, one guy's moving forwards through time, taking her glasses off, but the other guy's moving backwards through time, putting her glasses back on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all right. I was trying to, th- mm-hmm. trying to think of something about the movie Tenet is about a landlord who can't spell. But it's not. That's, that's, it's, that's, that's weird. <laughs> leave that. Leave that. It's not working. Yeah, he tries to avit someone. Yeah. Yeah. The movie. The movie. The movie Tenet is about a camping enthusiast who can't spell. Yeah. 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 Same joke. There we but go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Different film though. Different. Very film. different. Admittedly, film. different film. Um, yeah, and uh, we're we're joined by. <laughs> <laughs> Very special guest, <laughs> returning returning champion, multiple returning champion. Show. Oh, someone yeah. someone who won't be surprised at the turn this has already taken. No, um, not it's at Alice Caldwell Cali. How are you doing? <laughs> Pleased to be here to talk about the movie. She's all that. Um, yeah. Thanks the, for having the impossible me on. to startle Alice Caldwell Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I've, I've I've been like trained for this moment by doing mm. Trash Future. Mm. 
Um, yeah, that's right. Alice would only be startled by actually an incredibly normal podcast. Oh, God. Imagine if you just yeah. had me on and you just did a straight recap of the events of this Seinfeld episode. And we're like, well, that's it. Thanks for mm. listening. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back next week with the next one. Sorry, Alice, we're not really doing jokes on this one. It's not no, really in the tone. Like, exactly. we, thought, we thought, given the subject matter and also given the news and everything, we thought people needed a bit of a break yeah, from comedy. I, yeah, um, I, do kind of, I do kind of think that, like, yeah, I feel it's that like about... since there's like a war on, we shouldn't mm-hmm. be expected to record a podcast. I I feel like it's yeah. emotional labor. I feel like it is emotional yeah. labor. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a funny coincidence that the Jerry goes to Don Bass episode just happened to come up. <laughs> of course, when they were making it in 1994, they could never have predicted. Kramer enters an Azov battalion uniform. <laughs> the Nazis, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> What? I thought they were just freedom fighters. That's oh, what no. I tell you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're Nazis. Yeah. Oh, they're recruiting on the street. <laughs> giving out free coats. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we are... You know, we, I love a patch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 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 We um, are talking about season five. Episode two. Mm, that's right. The puffy shirt. A belter of an episode. Mm. Oh, pretty good. Compared to the, the previous two, I think you, mm-hmm. you guys made me watch. This one's much funnier. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a worldie, this one, I think. It's a real classic. It's a real classic of the genre. Good mm. enough to good enough to name your podcast after a line in, I think, maybe. It's not named after a line in this. This is a callback to Ah, okay. Mm. I see. That was yeah. that was very kind of them to shout out their fans like that. Yeah, no, no, it's really mm. good. It, it it also kind of made me think. Oh, does that mean we can finish? But no, it doesn't. We've still got mm. so much, so much to do. So much to do. So much to do. Hours to go. Hours of podcasting to go before we sleep. That is right. <laughs> Lying down in the kind of frost-riven woods. The studio to die. is lovely, dark and deep. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Miles, we're go. on our podcasting <laughs> horse, having a little champ at the grasses. Robert Frost mm. did invent podcasting. People That's don't know true. that, and of course, he invented Jew as well. Mm? Oh, I see. Fro- yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. one, one, of those, snow, one of those maybe. homophones. You have to be. You have to be, be careful very with. careful to yeah, yeah, yeah. mouth as it a, as a British to person, really it's pronounce quite... it very yeah. carefully. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Lest you find yourself joining the Azov Battalion and have a bunch of very confused Ukrainians be like, oh, this guy says all the right things. Well, Robert we ha- Frost, the inventor of Jews, would be such a weird anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> we know there were no you know, there Jews before any that until guy. Robert Frost. <laughs> He's the real puppet biggest, master. Biggest of them all. <laughs> Robert Frost. He backformed Judaism onto Christianity. <laughs> look, right. look, okay, well, so we've got this Jesus. We've got Jesus Christ. He needs a backstory. He needs an origin mm. story. What was he before was he was the son of God? Sort of, <laughs> of an Andrew Lloyd Webber figure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christopher Nolan's Jesus Christ. It's the gritty reboot, and they had to invent a new religion to make him... Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, the, the, the father and the son are going forward in time, but the Holy Ghost is going backwards. Again, yeah. Yeah. Once, you, once you understand that, <laughs> yeah, once yeah. you understand that, it makes a lot more sense. Jesus trying stand-up comedy... <laughs> having to having to pass out bread and fish to placate the crowd. Well, that's because he had to like go through the like go through the 
like the building's Roman of like every young Jewish man. Mm. And part of that is being yeah. like, maybe I should do stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Samaritans in here tonight. He actually, <laughs> he actually had a he actually had a sitcom called Christ. Um, <laughs> you sir, what 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 did you do? Oh, a money lender. Oh, we don't like that. <laughs> we don't like that, do we? Who are these I'll people? Kick you out of the temple. Who are these people going to the temple to get their money changed? <laughs> Why just go to the bank? I think going to the temple to get your money changed was like, I don't know, using the Bureau de Change in an airport or something, and you're just getting ripped off, and everybody kind of knows it's a tourist thing, <laughs> and nobody really, nobody really takes any action about it until there's one guy. It's like getting petrol at a motorway services. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, Jesus, he may have chased the money the money changers out of the temple, but he did also get a Yorkie for the glove box. <laughs> and that's what people then but tell he did, you. He didn't do anything about the uh, shell on the M40. Mm, yeah, the, the concession stand in the temple stood there. Yeah. That was a good money spinner for the for the temple. Uh, yeah, you, can get a, you can get a latte fucking anywhere now, these days. That is true. Important fundraising for the temple. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> get an official Catholic church latte. Um, uh, Yeah, uh, so we open with a bit um, It's a a good bit Mm. It's a serviceable, it's a a a palpable bit A rare Mm. good Jerry Seinfeld observation Just that moving back in with your parents is never a good sign Mm -hmm. No one's ever like, oh, if everything goes well next year I'm planning to move back in with my parents Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like moving (laughs) back in with your parents is like going going back to jail on a parole violation (laughs) Like you failed at being an adult, you're getting sent back for remedial living with your parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As someone who currently Although lives clearly, with my mum, <laughs> <laughs> this is this was clearly written for a time when it was not so uh, not so endemic to have mm. to do that. Mm. It's very prescient in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all the stuff. Yeah, it's funny with, that, all like, the yeah, stuff with George's parents in this ep- in this episode. I feel oh. I feel like it is personally aimed at me because. The and it's very very specific. It's like it's a it's a piece of culturally specific commentary, which is that if you have elderly or aging Jewish parents, you will constantly be being trapped into unanswerable question loops. So you get a, a question fired at you, and you answer it as best you can. Like you're out there, mm. you're fighting for your life, and you're, you, yeah, you, yeah. you answer this question as best you're you can. You're engaging in the kind of Jewish Voigt Kampf test that exactly. your parents are administering. They, yeah. they already have their next statement in place. They've like already got cross examined. They've already got yeah, exactly. Uh. They've already got it. They've already got it on the blocks. They know exactly it's like what one they're of those gonna video say. Video game boss fights where you have to lose a certain number of times yeah, before exactly. you can win. Yeah. It, yeah, it's like a it's like a, a like a fencing bout where mm. you each have like a set of assigned moves, but no one mm. has given you your move. Only your parents have the moves. It's like it's like <laughs> a Eurovision being held in Franco Spain. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, General Franco rigged Eurovision. <laughs> Sorry, is that not something everyone knows about? No. no what? Also, you said this to me yesterday as well, and I let it go then, but I'm not letting it go now. It's a whole thing about how General Franco rigged Eurovision, so Spain won the year it was in Spain in like the 70s. Milo, he's been dead for many years now. I think it's weird to hold a grudge. <laughs> and is uh, General Stop Franco in the room with us? <laughs> also, Shit, Francisco no, Franco, what a name. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. it's so close to Frank Frank 
It is, yeah, yeah. And, and to Frankie then Frank. use generalissimo. You, yeah. you really, yeah, that's, that's a set Big of phonies. Big general, that means. Ge- generalissimo. Very general. <laughs> the most general. No, no, it's Spanish yeah. for big general. Generalissimo is Spanish for in general. Sick general. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, generalissimo has got to be just Mussolini, isn't it? Because that's Italian, surely. Yeah, generalissimo um, is. No, because uh, he was the he was Il Duce. Italian and Spanish are yeah, basically he was also the, same the generalissimo. Part. I think Franco was generalissimo. Mm. Or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, write in. Write in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do write in. Um, yeah. So the yeah the unanswerable mad questions mm. and like the conversations that George has with his parents in this episode reminds me so much of just having dinner with my mum and dad. Mm. Um, like the uh, like the like the other night, yeah, like my- Phoebe, what do you do for a living? And you're like, look, <laughs> look. The other <laughs> night, um, I went round there for dinner, and um, my mother, out of nowhere, says, "Does George like Marilyn Robinson?" And I said, "I don't know." Who's Marilyn Robinson? She's an author. She's a okay. famous author. It doesn't matter. Says you know you. what? I'm not going to get into another thing about. Who, which authors are famous or not? Joan Didion all over um, again. Because you have heard of R.L. Stein, and that's it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. The only one I need to have heard of. <laughs> <laughs> if the Bible's good enough for R.L. Stein, okay. Marilyn Robinson <laughs> was was yeah. is a, a mm. well a well known um, a well known feminist author, and my mum like raps out like raps. Out. Does yeah. George like Marilyn Robinson? And I said I. She's don't. in the Graduate. And course. I said I don't know. Hmm. Shush. <laughs> I said I, I don't know. And you could tell that she, it didn't matter what I said. If I'd said no, she would have like gone on with mm-hmm. her, like the next thing that she said. Yeah. Uh, if I'd said yes, then she still would have said the same thing. And so I don't know. It had no bearing on the next mm. thing. And she bellows at me. You know, these prisons are like all of their camps. <laughs> <laughs> she, she bellows at me. But he's an American literature editor. He should like her. And I said, I don't, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> he's I an American literature editor, so good that he likes her. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what you want me to say to this. And it came <laughs> out of she nowhere. With exactly that degree of aggression. I would also that it's like the same entered degree. into this conversation as a test, mm. yeah. right? Not even as, oh, yeah. no, no, oh this, was, this, this might be relevant. No, no, no. It's, yeah. it's a pass-fail it sort of situation. absolutely a test. Uh, it wasn't a, oh, <laughs> this is an interesting thing that I'm asking about your partner. It was mm. absolutely a test. And I failed it. And the thing is, is that there is no way of passing it. So this entire, mm. this entire episode, every single interaction, uh, it's a very, very specific It's also really funny because you just don't know. He could be a biggest fan. <laughs> so like yeah, gonna, I simply <laughs> just don't like, know. Stopping the conversation to go call him, find out <laughs> whether or now. not. Yeah, Bring and then the, and the conversation progresses exactly the same, regardless mm. of your answer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You both, you and George, both sat on one side of the table, a bright light being shone <laughs> in your face. <laughs> We're gonna get to the bottom of this Marilyn yeah. Robinson thing. Yeah. Um. So we open in the apartment. Jerry and George are discussing uh, their parents. And then Jerry's like, oh, my father's never thrown anything out. And then George's like, my father wears sneakers in the pool. And Jerry's that, like... That, that got me, to be yeah. honest. Just, just as an what opening gambit of insane parents is, yeah, my dad wears sneakers in the pool. I think it's sensible to wear mm. sneakers in the pool. I don't know what's you in there. You don't know what's in there. Mm. <laughs> You're protecting against verrucas. Mm. Very sensible. Um, <laughs> you should protect against verrucas. Verrucas are nasty things. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I said that in a really portentous way. Scourge of yeah. mm. I feel like that's the most important 
thing that we should be discussing. What we are you should most be talking about Verrucas. Yeah. Mm. Verrucas are my biggest fear. Okay. Right. After that death. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The two the death two could is die. Number two. <laughs> could you die of a Veruca? Could you die of like complications of getting a Veruca? You could probably you die from an infected Veruca. A Veruca could probably lead to like gangrene. Well the Verucas are quite like hard and callous, so you're probably less likely to get an infection in a Veruca than you are elsewhere. Um Oh you know Veruca? <laughs> she is so no. She's so great. She's such a legend. Mm. You know, she's we're like just, a we're just doing DJ. Roald Dahl books now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Sandinistas took away her plantation. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I had something to say about. We Verucas, can't say but... the, even the word "hoja" in front of her without spitting on the ground. Mm. <laughs> no, although that's really a speech impediment thing. Um, <laughs> Um, Tito, forget about it. That's right. Um, Jerry Jerry's, uh, says that his mother's never been in a natural body of water. Mm-hmm. Um, As part of like a, a curse or fortune telling type situation, I suspect. This has mm. been, but this has been set up as an aspect of Helen Seinfeld's personality. She tries to talk them out of going scuba diving because what's down there that's so special? She is an anti sea activist. It's weird when people try and talk you into yeah. scuba diving, actually. Um, when um, my girlfriend at the time and I went on holiday to Croatia in the summer, the guy who owned the Airbnb we were staying at kept trying to sell us on going scuba diving with his brother. Who <laughs> 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 ran out some kind of scuba diving business. Was his brother a scuba business. diving instructor yeah, or was he just his brother? No, just a guy. She <laughs> yeah. just, also, just also wanted to try it. This is, someone to this, go is, with. this is my brother and he and like he's just broken up with his, with his wife so mm, yeah. he really he really appreciate some company. <laughs> yeah. He's my brother. You know, they takes you you go down there there is a rock under the sea in the shape of a heart you can have a picture in the rock and then we're just both going like yeah no I think we'll probably not do that. <laughs> I'd like to go scuba diving. Mm. I enjoyed snorkeling. Rock. Yeah, you go and have a picture in a rock. Well, I'd really like to do one of those. You know you can do those like archaeology harbour dives where you can see like kind of smashed up like amphorae and stuff I'd really like to do that Putin style yeah 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 you could mm. find a couple of them yeah and then, like mm. yeah that would be that would be cool doing one in the Thames just picking up like a- Albanian mafia corpses um and lots and lots of uh like Celtic water god offerings in the Thames mm. still mm. We um we had a lot of running jokes during the holiday about the Airbnb guy because he was just like slightly just just an interesting character. And at the end of the holiday, he came in to say goodbye. And then he was like, anyway, I'm mostly just popping around just to let you know that I've got COVID. (laughs) 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 No, don't pop round to tell us that. Like, it's important news, you know. Don't you? Don't yeah. you have any concern for this man on his health? He's like coughing <laughs> yeah. at you. Two people who are about to take a COVID test to be let back into the country. Just letting you know, I've got COVID. Cracking stuff. Yeah. Have you ever been? Have you ever been scuba diving or snorkeling or anything? I've been snorkeling. Sort of- actually, I enjoyed snorkeling more than I thought I would. Yeah. But I went snorkeling in mm-hmm. Hawaii, which is cheating. Mm, yeah, that is cheating. Yeah. All of Hawaii is snorkeling, pretty much. All of a Hawaiian holiday is snorkeling. I was going to say all of Hawaii is cheating, which I would also agree. <laughs> <laughs> like morally. Yeah. yeah. It's impossible to be, to be faithful in Hawaii, I think. Hawaii is very weird because it is like, it's like a tropical island. Like you could be on like Fiji or something, mm. but it's also America. 
So like it's mm. like tropical beach paradise and then big yellow school bus going past in an Arby's. Like it's just very like it's a mm. weird juxtaposition of like things you associate with like suburban Indiana and mm. things you associate with a desert island, but just like Alice, smashed have you ever together. Been snorkeling? Never been snorkeling. Never been diving. Um, mm. I, yeah, no, I, I don't. I've, I've only ever been diving unintentionally uh, when I got. I had a, I had a, <laughs> that, that's just, that's just falling in. Yeah, if, well, mm. no, not just falling in. I had a boat capsize on top of me. Oh and my I was stuck God. under it for oh, a no. bit uh, in, in like a little air pocket underneath. No, uh, so, no. Yeah, no. It was it was an interesting time. In um, your Antarctic expedition. <laughs> no, this was this was a what a public school considers to be like adventurous fun time. So this was in a flooded quarry oh, in southeast England. Ah. Um, they had sailboats, little tiny sailboats, and I managed to um, get one capsized on top of me. The upside of this, though, was that uh, when I was rescued, I got to ride around in the like speedboat, like the inflatable oh, uh, rescuer oh, for nice. the rest of the day. I was just happy doing that, to be mm. honest. So, like, yeah, this yeah. is way better than the little sailboat. Stupid little sailboat, yeah, way harder to capsize. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, no fun. That's the annoying thing about sailing boats, very easy to capsize. Mm. Yeah, I'm not, no, I'm, no I'm, I'm not one of nature's sailors, I discovered that day. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 like, fine. I'm quite scared about the idea of a kayak capsizing on me. I feel like I'm the sort of person who would capsize in a kayak. You kind of Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why they make you do the it. thing where you like swing yourself back upright again mm, before yeah, it, they I, let you down or I just, thing, I think. I, I I just don't like the idea of it. I think I'd feel mm. too much like I was like in a bumper car but in the water. <laughs> That's what I think a kayak is. They've got a little wheel. Yeah. And you, you can just keep should, turning should, it around. They should give you a wheel. They should give you a wheel. They should, yeah. It's like you and your dad in one big kayak going around. <laughs> you know. I think it's one of the most undignified ways of traversing the water as well. What, the kayak? Yeah. Because you Compared got, to what? Water skiing? Come on. No, you can do so much worse. I think you could look pretty elegant water skiing. Like rubber ring. No, that's Which, cool, because then huh? you can just chill. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You can kind of feel like a lizard. What about all of the various disciplines of like kite surfing, windsurfing, all of that shit? Oh no, it's. I think it's all quite undignified, but I think the kayak is up there mm. on the indignity, just because of the because of the double ended oar thing, and that you, that you keep having to kind of like mm. oh, oh 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 and kind of go switching back and forth like a kind of panicking duck. Someone, someone <laughs> I know uh, managed to get like a really a really good apartment for rent, um, and she was saying that like it was really like competitive uh, for like. Like people were like about to take it, and it was like so they were like worried that like they were going to get outbid on it, and they saw like a, a like a wind sur- or some windsurfing kit in this place, and like the landlord had lived in it himself before, and they just like pretended to be really into windsurfing. That is a Seinfeld <laughs> bit. That, that is it genuinely is. Bit. And then they're just like this guy was just like was super in, and then later was like you know lots of people were asking about the flat, but I felt like we just had such a great chat when you came. <laughs> oh no. Incredible, incredible work. Yeah. Did did this not somehow lead to them having to having to demonstrate yeah. their windsurfing hobby? See that that then would be like peep show. Then mm. you then you mm. find yourself at the windsurfing event. Um. Yeah. George says that his mother's never laughed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Respect to that. Um. Yeah. Kramer comes in. He's like, George, why don't you just move into Jerry's place? Um. And he's like, or oh, move in with me. And then George is like, nah. I think George, Jerry... George refuses this very graciously, I think. Yeah, but mm. also we find that Jerry does not let his guests use his bathroom, which <laughs> is 
Just a, an incredibly funny, like, tyrannical house rule. Yeah. The- it's that he, he'll let you use the bathroom, but he'd prefer it if you didn't use the toilet. Ah, okay. I think I that's see. what it is. The, 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 there's a spectrum of hospitality, and it runs from Jerry Seinfeld on one end up to Adrian Childs on the other end. Yeah, Je- uh, Adrian Childs <laughs> is trying to enlist people off the street to piss in his <laughs> toilet, whereas Jerry Seinfeld, no, absolutely not. Mm. Actively discouraging even guests. Mm. He said he'd prefer he doesn't mind using the bathroom, but he'd prefer if you didn't use the toilet. Like, yeah, what else can, are you like, going to wh- use the bathroom for? Do you mind if I have a quick You're shower? Piss in the wash sink, brush my teeth, <laughs> wash your <laughs> hands. <laughs> yeah, but ro- washing your hands sort of implies that you've probably used the toilet. There are many yeah, reasons why you like... might want to wash your hands. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, absolutely not, absolutely not. Milo washes his hands once a day, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, even that's too many times. Mm. Straying into feminine. Yeah, I have to go, like time my toilet use accordingly. Mm-hmm. Wash my hands once <laughs> a day at eleven a.m. and I've got to get my shits in before. If the then. two things don't match up, the two things don't match up, and that's just the way it has to be. Yeah, I think Costanza should have moved in with Kramer. I think that could have been a great educational experience for him. There's mm. only one bedroom. There's that's one bedroom fine. Apartment. I mean, mm. listen, I think that could have been a, a beautiful start to their relationship. Well, kind of mm. Morecambe and Wise. Yeah, or, or the Odd Couple even. Mm. Mm. Yeah, like Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Bert and Ernie weren't the odd, Bert and Ernie weren't the odd couple because they both like each other. I think. Mm. I think yeah. there's a there's a distinction here. I think to be the odd couple, you have to like initially uh, despise yeah. each other and be forced to tolerate. And Stella and Robert De Niro and meet we, the parents. We don't know that um, Bert and Ernie always liked each other. We don't see their early their early days. Okay. We don't see any of the That's teething true. problems. Mm. That's true. We see them in their honeymoon period. That, what we need is a, is a dark and gritty, like, um, uh, Bert and Ernie Origins yeah. to, to tell us about this. Yeah, we should, we should just be called B slash E. A, a, a mm. movie called Puppet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an mm. art house thing. We've got Michael Keaton, and yeah. it's like it's mostly an in black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, I kind of want to make this They've now. They've got their cousins, mm. Rosie and Jim, like, yeah. who've both kind of, like, Jim's into Q now. Rosie's a turf. Our English cousins. <laughs> yeah. Rosie and Jim, yeah, that's right. Canal-dwelling weirdos, Rosie and Jim. <laughs> um, uh, so Canal-traversing to... oddballs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so we cut to the Costanza household, um, where Jerry and Kramer are helping George move in. Um, Jerry offers to tell uh, uh, Estelle a joke, and she says that she's not interested. Again, oh my god. Mm. Real MK, real MK Ultra activation phrase. <laughs> 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 that, little, that little exchange. Because, mm. like, my 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 mother is um she is a, she is a funny woman and she also like enjoys herself at the expense of other people like a lot like she's mm. she is capable of great merriment and amusement um but enjoying yourself at the expense of other people <laughs> sounds like weirdly sexual <laughs> like, it's not sexual <laughs> all right it is not sexual <laughs> um but if she doesn't feel like laughing. She would. She would reject a joke. She would reject being told a joke. Oh, and that's cold. That's Absolutely. that. That requires one hundred percent reject a certain being told level a joke. of authority to like. Mm. Yeah. Totally renegotiate the rules of the social situation on the fly and be like, no, actually, you're not. No, my, me a no, joke my, now. my mother does not believe in the social contract. Mm. She thinks it's something that's been imposed on her, and she she's free to reject it as a free woman of the land. Never cared for rules or mill. <laughs> that's right. Let the Leviathan come for me. I don't care. The Leviathan's just trying to do bits, and you're like, no, no, no. not interested. No sale. No. It was Hume, wasn't it? The Leviathan. Yeah, I think. Yeah, 
No, Hobbs. Hobbs. Hobbs, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, no, Hume, Hume was a cuddlier figure than Hobbs. Mm. Hobbsy then. Hume was Make cuddlier. Make them sound like Muppets. <laughs> Hobbs the big... No, but Hume, they were all like, they were all social contract guys, but like Hume was the one yeah. who believed in like the inherent goodness of people. Yeah, he did. Um, whereas, yeah, whereas Hobbs, Hobbs is the was yeah. more war of, of all against all guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah whereas Hobbs, we're, we're... as a tiger, Hobbs friends live- with a small boy. <laughs> Hobbs living in a trash can. Um... <laughs> That's right. Very good. Yeah. He was a bit grouchy, this old Hobbs. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, then, then she tries to give them all bologna sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want any bologna sandwiches. She's like, can't you hand them out at your building? And then Jerry's like, no. <laughs> um, then Jerry and Kramer are like, right, we're going to go. And George is like, oh, what are you doing later? And then it's like, oh, I'll go out for dinner with Elaine and, and we're going to have dinner for Kramer and his new girlfriend. She's one of those low talkers. She doesn't say anything. She says that stuff she very quietly. She says stuff, you can't hear her. Yeah. Um, yeah. She mumbles. And then George is like, oh, can I join you? And then Estelle's like, no, George, we're going out for dinner. So he's basically becoming a child again. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's what happens. You move back in with your parents and everyone regresses. Like you start behaving like you behaved as a teenager and they start treating you like they treated you when you were a teenager. Yeah. Like, when I, like if, I, if I'm staying at my parents' house, I have a curfew. I have a time in by which I have I to remind get back you about in the that house. shower you took in 1998. Yep. And you can't yep. tell jokes. And I can't tell jokes. Just, nope. Oh no, I can I can tell jokes, but they have to be according to the um arbitrary and tyrannical whims of my mother, who is the autocrat of the house. Yeah. You got to tell a joke about Marilyn Robinson otherwise she's not interested. No, she she would not accept a joke about Marilyn Robinson. Marilyn Robinson's serious business. I mean, it could be a joke in which Marilyn Robinson comes out well. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know that going in. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's some kind of like, you're really getting into some kind of like molecular comedy mm. where you like announce going in, don't worry, this is a joke that makes Marilyn Robinson sound good. The only way, mm. well, the only way that you can like possibly, uh, possibly operate this is by telling all jokes backwards. So you start with the punchline, then you explain mm. how you got there. Mm. That's basically how most open minders do it, to be honest. <laughs> I think I know. Yeah. I think that's anti-comedy now. I think you can. Mm. I think you can like do that as long as you do it with enough conviction. No, I think I meant it more in the sense that like I so often see people doing bits where <clears throat> they're telling some five-minute story, and then it gets to the end, and you can see they've made up this entire story about like being on the bus or whatever just to get to this like incredibly contrived oh, punchline, which they clearly came up with. Sure, first. sure, 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 sure. So they've backformed mm. the story, yeah, much yeah, like yeah. we have backformed the young life of of Jesus Christ. Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. Robert Frost did. We didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robert Frost, Robert did, Frost that. did that. Robert Frost did that, amongst other things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> amongst other things. He knows what he did. He, he, he got up to a lot. In his he life he got Frost. up to a lot, yeah. Mm. The thing is, he couldn't do that when his mum was around. She just wouldn't tolerate that <laughs> at all. Is that stop inventing a whole ethnicity, Robert? This is the Not thing. Like, pe- like, people thought well, after he'd invented ice. People thought, like, okay, well, he's not going to do any more invention yeah. now. This By is, ice, this we is mean pretty crystal much. Meth. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, this is pretty Robert, much a lifetime. No, do not, do not make crystal meth in the house. Robert Frost invented uh, Judaism, yeah. uh, crystal meth, crystal meth yeah. rap jewelry, poems. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, the uh, 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 quite evil American Immigration Enforcement Service. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, mischievous winter sprites. That sound. That all mm. sounds correct. That was his brother. That was yeah. his brother Jack. Right. I oh, see. Yeah. More yeah, famous course, course. Jack. Yeah. 
Yeah. Carrot for a nose. Yeah. That guy. Mm. Yeah. A mischievous winter sprite. Mm. Played played by David Jason at one point. Really? No, I'm oh, I'm a doing... touch of, yeah. Yes, oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. Mm. I just I just love to reference the British detective show A Touch of Frost. It's uh, a good one to reference. Yeah, absolutely. Well, seemingly not. Something in this that case. you might want to watch around uh, breakfast, breakfast time. Yeah. You're not um, a touch of frost at breakfast. Breakfast with frost. It was a ah, I see. Magazine I see. show, ah, news show. Was it? I, I thought you were going for the cereal joke there. Yeah. No, too. no, uh, no. Ah, interesting, interesting. No. What a, what a tangled web we've we've woven here. <laughs> <laughs> a frosty web. Yeah, but yeah, I do, I do think a touch of frost is an interesting one because it's kind of like it's a it's a detective show that's like played for gags, mm-hmm. but it's not really a yeah. comedy. It's like no. a, it's like a it's like a regular detective show, but so with, it has like, like a lot of, of bits in so it. It sounds like kind of vaudeville, like a Ooh, vaudeville. She's like, yeah. he, he's like a it's serious like a detective who like solves real crimes, albeit in kind of midsummer murders type crimes. Mm-hmm. But he's affable and a bit bumbling, and mm. he's kind of played himself for laughs. It's huh. yeah. like a comedy detective, and I think if you'd done a murder, right, and you were going to go to prison for 15, 20 years, mm. you would hate to be arrested by the comedy detective. I oh, think. yeah, no, I would feel very, uh, very insulted. Like, you couldn't send a real guy, you couldn't send a guy who's like... If they sent the comedy detective for me, I'd be like, are you fucking joking me? The clown you, you, detective. You, you couldn't what, send is... me the guy who has, like, a troubled past you know that he what? broods you know over. What? You sent me David Jason. This is just goes to show that female murderers are just not taken seriously. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Sent the patronising male detective who's like, oh, did you kill him, did you, love? How did you do that then? Send me did the, you him over send the, me the alcoholic cop who is implicated in his ex-wife's death. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like it like a tradesman who doesn't take you seriously because you're a woman. It's just the gun ready. Oh, oh. All right, darling. Yeah, killed six people. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> have you got have you got a dad or a husband we could speak to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your fella then? Come on, we all know he did it. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, Lara Hindley all over again. Yeah, she was never taken seriously. Never at taken quick seriously. Fit, and that's what that's yeah. what drove her to what, it. That's what led her to it. Yeah. <laughs> International Teach Women's Day. I think about shrink themselves, make themselves smaller. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's why uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids is the ultimate male feminist movie. That's true. Because it's like true. we should all be smaller in comparison <laughs> to this woman. Who and in actually... comparison to this ant. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Ants are Ants the women are of the coded. insect world. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they carry many times their body weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, they're nature's silent beaverers away. Mm-hmm. They got tits. <laughs> yeah, they do have tits. <laughs> Six legs, all the classic. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and High they pitch noises. They love jam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Chris Morris show, <laughs> Jam. Um, so we cut to a restaurant. Um, <laughs> Elaine, Jerry, Kramer, and Kramer's girlfriend are having dinner. And uh, his girlfriend keeps mumbling, and no one comes out what she's saying, apart from Kramer, who's sat right next to her. Um, Kramer explains that she's a clothing designer, and that she's just uh, designed this new puffy shirt that makes you look like a pirate. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to be all the rage. She, she, how, she didn't design that. Like, it's clearly an already existing design. I think she's the idea just... is that she's like, like a kind of creative director somewhere, and she's decided uh, to revive uh, the pirate shirt 
as, I see. as I like see. a kind of thing that people yeah. can wear just normally. I have to say, I'm fully in support of this. I think the I think the uh, the puffy shirt is a, a terrific look. It's quite like for Adam and the seasons. Ants, isn't it? Mm. No, it's like a musketeer. And the musketeers are the hottest of all of the French army. Mm, yeah, of all of the Elon <laughs> Musk fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, like Richard Chamberlain, young Richard Chamberlain in one of those shirts. Mm. Can't, can't it's a, get it's a good shirt. It's, it's a, a good, good shirt. shirt. But, it's a sexy but shirt. I feel as if it's very contingent on the man wearing it. Yeah. Right? Okay, fine. No, no, no. I'll, I'll accept that. So, in, again, it needs to be Richard Chamberlain. You also sort of have to be wearing like jack boots and carrying a sword. Otherwise, yeah. you do seem. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you do look a bit daft. You can't really wear it with jeans. Yeah, you can't really wear it with <laughs> a pair of New Balance. <laughs> <laughs> Little beanie hat. Maybe you can. I think you could. Yeah, bomber I, jacket. Yeah. yeah, give it a go. I don't know. I give think that's kind of hot. Like, I think what you mm. can't do is you can't wear it with like. Like you can't just have it on while you're ironing your trousers and with your no, boxes. It's like definitely you, like, a going out yeah, shirt. Yeah, it's definitely like mm. it's definitely not like a kind of just round the house. And you also have to be very careful not to just be wearing your puffy shirt. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, That's you look true. like you're being christened. Yeah, <laughs> like Ebenezer Scrooge has yeah. been awakened like in the middle like, of the look night, like a kind of like a Victorian child ghost. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that is a danger. Um, or I, like you're being christened. One of my, for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> one of my, one of my uh, girlfriends at some point after we've been dating for some time, one one day of an evening, she just went off and just put on this pair of just like Victorian man's pajamas that I'd just never seen before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping cap, also. No, not the sleeping cap. Was it like a nightshirt, or was it like more like a kind of a long john set? It was like a, it was like a, you know, like a, like a formal set of like a pajama shirt and trousers. Oh wow, you know? okay. And, but the weirdest oh, thing was that she those. didn't, she didn't sleep. It wasn't to sleep in. It was just like to hang out in. And then she changed into just like a t-shirt and pants for bed. Oh, like it's so like I a sleep in this. I'm not mad. Like I a dressing gown. Pajamas. I don't of? understand what's so weird yeah, about that's this. Not, that's not, there's nothing that's that's weirder than like sleep like sleeping in when the pajamas. You, that's a little anachronistic, maybe, but like that's when normal. You, when you see people out of your pajamas for bed. When you see people sleeping in the kind of like classic button-up pajamas yeah. and trousers, they're normally like at least in a soft material or something. This is like mm. this. I'm talking like old school, Weed. like woven. <laughs> you know, like really cheap boxer shorts are made of that like woven oh, material. Yeah. Like that's quite like that's quite like you could almost like stand it up you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like really. a kind of a heart you see it's like you don't really get it in women's clothing like you only get it in men's yeah, clothing my, my, my no, and I as one on this because of male like socialization like a woven, like a woven <laughs> yeah. fabric rather than a knitted one um yeah and it's like quite coarse my pajamas are woven they're not knitted they're kind of cotton pajamas mm. pretty much all cotton stuff is woven it's knitted. not knitted you know pretty much everything this is knitted that's woven no, it's knitted. Very, it's just a very fine <laughs> knit. Almost all commercial textiles are knitted. Almost any t-shirt you buy, whatever, it's all knitted, pretty much. But it's like knitted mechanically and very finely. Um, I'm I'm learning so much. Yeah, my my parents used to run a fashion. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know this, and yeah. that's why I'm not arguing with you. But it yeah. sounds like bollocks. <laughs> some stu- some stuff's woven. I mean, like like linen's woven, uh-huh. but like it's. I've quite... got some linen pajamas. Well, there you go. But what I mean is that they—they're like a, these were like a coarse. They're like a—they just—they did just look like something Ebenezer Scrooge would wear. I can't envisage this fabric. Um, and I was like, I'd like, are you about to ask me what day is this? <laughs> <laughs> that was my. I 
don't think there's anything weird about pajamas. No, but I'm talking about the specific because most. I it, to be honest, when it, in the in the modern age, mm-hmm. if you see people wearing like a button up pajama shirt and trousers, it's almost always women. Very mm. very very rarely see a man man do it. Yeah, women it, it can sort of, of do it in a tongue in cheek way. I'm not doing it in a tongue in cheek way. Because I like, like my jammies. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I remember seeing those kind of like button up pajamas on a man in media, it was kind of to convey put upon English sort of every man of a bygone time. Mm. Like I think Winston Smith in 1984. You occasionally, like, you occasionally see like men fucking... in like pajama trousers and a t-shirt. Yeah, that's no, 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 that's a different. That, that's acceptable. What mm. I mean is, you have to have the like the two piece, the like button up pajama shirt and the trousers, and and usually that it's made of something like satin or like a nice little kind of like soft, luxurious material. Yeah, you know? Chica's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, guy in that mm-hmm. mm. uh, that's a woken gown up in his pajamas. Well. No, well the dressing gown is over the yeah. two piece, like pajamas. It's a two layer. Yeah, outfit. yeah, yeah, yeah. The dressing gown makes it formal. Okay, so so <laughs> we, so only women wear pajamas. But your ex girlfriend was a woman. So yeah. what's the well, what's the issue? I'm just saying. No, but it's just the funny to, to have dated someone for some time and then and never seen had them wear a pair them? of pajamas. No, she'd had them, but she just she hadn't revealed it. Were they men's pajamas? Oh. No, I don't believe so. I think they so were. Just, why were uh, they made of man pajama fabric? I don't know. Well, this was another. They were like check, like a kind of like almost like a tartan. T- not tartan, but like gingham. No, not no. A window pane check, like so closer somewhere, to a tartan, okay. but so more like a kind of Prince of Wales, not not in the colourway of a tartan. It's like yeah, a, it's so like, like a Prince of like Wales prince check. Of would would you say that these were like a winter weight kind of pajama? <laughs> or? No, they were quite light actually. They were quite thin, a thin uh-huh. but, but stiff fabric. Uh-huh. I think this just sounds like a normal pair of pajamas. I'm going to get my no, my, no, 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 get my interrogation torch out from under <laughs> under the table. Mm. I wear pajamas. Mm. Mm. You've seen you my are, pajamas. You, you are a you, funny little fella, aren't you? You, make, you, you <laughs> made fun of my pajamas because it's got my monogram on the pocket. Yeah, this is exactly oh, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Pajamas are like fantastic. Yeah, Phoebe <laughs> smoking her little like bu- bubble pipe <laughs> in her monogram pajamas. Look, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think we spent quite a, quite long enough on the pajamas. They call her the Hugh Hefner of North London. Yeah, they do, <laughs> and that's not even why. No. <laughs> it's because of the three of twenty year old girls I got in my house. <laughs> um Yeah, then we cut to another restaurant where George is with his parents and Estelle's trying to encourage him to do the civil service test and he's like, Why? So I can work at the post office. This is a beautiful piece of delivery from Costanza, by the way. When she oh, says yeah. I want he's when at she, the end of his rope. Yeah, when she says I want you to take a civil service test and he says, I am not taking a civil service test. It's beautiful. It's such a beautiful mm. line reading. And he says he, he won't get a job in the post office because he's, he's too proud to, because he's a college graduate. Mm. Which, uh, again, lines that have aged, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like now. You get a you'd job be, in the postal inspector. He's fucking delighted to get a job in yeah, the post office. Yeah, it's a great job. The hours are good. Got a decent pension. Mm. It's a union. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get a free pair of shorts. Mm-hmm. You get um, post office pajamas once you get to a certain level. <laughs> Red with like the yellow branded, piping. Branded yeah, you look like a big man train. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because all pajamas technically belong to the Queen. If you die yeah. intestate, your pajamas go to the Queen. <laughs> the queen is- Flashbacks to fucking cadets. Those aren't your pajamas. Those are the Queen's pajamas. <laughs> I don't think yeah. they'd fit her, sir. <laughs> only, only Britain's sleepiest girl gets to become the Queen. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, Can't get any uh, sleepier than being dead. That's true. <laughs> you said well, no, that very I, I would way. say, <laughs> I would say that being sleepy would make you like 
That's when you want to sleep, right?、Mm. Or when you're enjoying、mm. sleeping. But being sleepy implies to me being awake, yeah, right? Because if true, you're asleep,、yeah. you're just asleep. You're not. No, no one would look at a sleeping person and say, "Oh, Alice, you've, got, you've got the razor sharp mind of a philosopher." I can see. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm Togate right now. I'm like, it must be so. You are the Riddler.、Um, yeah. Yeah. So,、uh, meanwhile, Frank is talking about his、uh, collection of silver dollars.、Mm. I love be、this. worth a lot of money someday.、Um, mm-hmm. George is saying, "I'm sure I've got some kind of talent, something to offer." At this point, he like storms out and is like, "Right, I need some air." And he knocks yeah, into it's, the. It's、woman. very well done because、mm. his parents、mm. are unbearable. <laughs> yeah, he knocks into this woman. <laughs> They're not unbearable. They are emblematic. Ah,、oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not unbearable. But also unbearable. unbearable. They're also unbearable,、yeah. but they are they're emblematic they're... of unbearable. They are stock. They are. They are stock figures. His parents.、Um, So yeah, he knocks into this woman. They're synecdoches for an entire、up. for an entire ethno culture.、Mm. And、um, <laughs> and then this woman's initially annoyed, but then she's like, "Oh, you have exquisite hands. Have you ever considered doing hand modeling?" We can immediately see where the episode is going.、Mm-hmm. Can、yeah. um, we then cut to the apartment?、Uh, Jerry and George are discussing George's hands. Jerry's、the、like, I don't Edward Scissorhands. I don't get it. And then, he, and then, and then George is like, "I'm、oh, that's right." And George is like, "I've got a one in a million hand." And then Jerry's like, "That I guess that's what you get for avoiding manual labor all your life." Which I think is a bit rich from a fucking comedian. <laughs> <laughs> they have to hold、yeah. the mic. <laughs> Takes a toll. Um. Yeah. Uh. Jerry. Jerry says, "What? Like, how are you, like how are your hands like any nicer than mine?" And George is like. <laughs> Where do you get off comparing your hands to my hands? <laughs> he's immediately very protective、yeah. of his hands, and then he starts.、Yeah. He like can, he issues a kind of scathing critique、mm. of Jerry's hands. You hate to see it. Yeah, see it. Kramer comes、mm. in. He's got one of those little like buzzer things in his hand, and he like shakes George's hand and buzzes his hand, and George like panics. I've got to look after my hands. You would. And then Kramer hears、mm-hmm. about the whole hand modeling thing, so he inspects his hands. He's like, oh yeah, smooth, creamy, <laughs> delicate yet masculine. <laughs> see, Kramer is being a supportive friend. That's true. That is true. The、yeah. rest of the, the I don't, I don't imagine he、supportive. knows the first thing about hand modeling, but he's he's gone in there and he's trying to like big up his friend. He like, is he is, he is willing. He is willing. He is dedicated.、Mm-hmm. He's one of the girls.、Well, the thing is, yeah, that Kramer,、mm-hmm. unlike and almost <laughs> Kramer, is posting yes exactly、yeah. in the group chat、exactly. to some, <laughs> the, like the worst nonsense、yeah. yes. he's ever read. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he yeah. totally is doing that. You're right. Costanza、um, is saying the maddest fucking thing. <laughs> that Kramer has ever heard, and Kramer is saying,、mm, yeah. "No, completely. You're completely <laughs>、yeah. right." Costanza is <laughs> suggesting hiding in a boy's garden to、yeah. surprise him because he hasn't texted you back in forty minutes, and Kramer is going, "Yes, <laughs> yeah, you no, should you should totally do that." Yeah,、um, and also Kramer is the only one of them who has any sort of sensuality, so it's not surprising to me、mm. that、It's、Kramer、true. can Cra- appreciate that.、Uh, Kramer is a deeply sensual being. Yeah, yeah, he has a rich inner life. He does have a rich inner life. Yeah. George goes off to his modeling gig in oven mitts. He's a kind of Cartesian model. He's the、yeah. only one with a rich. A Cartesian、life. hand model. A, con- <laughs> a Cartesian hand model, exactly. A Cartesian model is a, a model that you imagine in your head.、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because <laughs> you're being deceived、hand. by a demon <laughs> with a little face on one of the fingers. Yeah, there you Hello. go. Hello. <laughs> Hello, it's Julie Burchill. I'm a Cartesian model. I've had my, I've had my face. Drawn onto a finger, and what I want to know is whether or not any of these, any of these men in dresses, but who would th- who think they're so brave, could go and fight against Putin. 
I can't keep it up. I can't keep it up. Oh, it makes no, me very well, I'm amazed she can. <laughs> like <laughs> she cursed by a witch. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so funny to me. Like the funniest thing about Julie Virgil to me is that her at on Twitter is booze and fags. Yeah, still. I, I would I would like to meet the like the the vocal sewer yeah, rat that is that. like controlling Julie Virgil. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. I wish I I wish that doing a Julie Virgil impersonation was not one of my skills. Mm. It feels like a like a deeply valueless skill to have. I wouldn't say it's like a core skill. It's not. It's just, it's on, it's just, it's just like on the CV. Yeah. It's like an extra skill. It's like a party trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've discovered, as someone who does a lot of impressions, is that the ones that I have in my locker, there's no real rhyme or reason to them. Mm. Like that, sometimes you can just do one off the bat. Yeah. And it's like, I did a I did a really good someone the other day that is quite random and I'd never attempted to do before. Sometimes you just have it in your head and you can yeah. just open your mouth mm. and out it comes. It's there, fully formed. Yeah. And yeah, there are some that are just impossible. And suddenly to you do. are Kramer. Like The Rock. So hard. The Rock? I don't think the I've rock, ever heard your yeah. rock. Well, I can't do one. Okay, That's the you thing. Can't do one. A man who's so famous. Like mm. everyone knows who The Rock he is. He doesn't have a particularly distinctive voice. It's, it's, a, it's a distinctive delivery, but not mm. the voice, yeah. I would say. Like the diction. Mm. And you, like I think the, if you nailed the delivery, mm. you've, you've nailed the voice. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Just doing, just doing the Julie Virtual voice, but in exact, in exact the rock cadence. <laughs> Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Again, that's not the delivery. It's not quite yeah. right. It's not quite the right cadence. No, it's just Julie Virtual. <laughs> that's still just Julie Virtual. <laughs> Julie Virtual as the rock in the biopic. Yeah. Due to a grave casting <laughs> error. The female-born people's elbow. Yeah. A female, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the AFAB elbow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a, re, a reshooting of AbFab that's just AFAB. <laughs> For fuck's sake! <laughs> Ev- everyone on AbFab, every character in that would now be a turf. I'm 100% I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Patsy would. Mm, no, no, she would. I don't think so. I think. I, I think Eddie would. She I don't think have Patsy a silly would. Enough voice. <laughs> it's true. Um, and it and of course it would it would violate so. the iron law. Or mm. wouldn't they? Wouldn't Saffron be the turf? Oh, and then both yeah. Patsy and Eddie are like always trying to get her to be like less less uptight about hmm. about her turfism. Maybe my abfab knowledge is failing me here. My abfab knowledge is failing me. Yeah, I I really just don't think Patsy would be. Oh, I need to make Nate watch that for a Britonology. That would be fun. What abfab? Abfab, yeah. It's really, really good. Like no, bits of, no, it like is bits good. of it It'll don't. Just, yeah. Bits of it haven't It'll aged terribly well. Confuse the living fuck out of him. There's will... like there's a bit when um, when Eddie says uh, you can be a socialist and have staff, sweetie, and it's like I still think it's one of the like the be- like the best <laughs> beautifully beautifully <laughs> <laughs> written pieces of British comedy. <laughs> uh, so then Kramer drops a drop a bomb on do you Jerry. Do an abfab Britonology. I will come on and talk about abfab. Oh. I'll do that. I'll do should that. absolutely do that. I would. I would love to hear it. And we'll also get Julie Birchall. We'll also get Julie Birchall. You couldn't make that now because you have to something. give all of the characters a hundred genders. I've just noticed something, which is that Milo's Julie Birchall is just a sort of helium Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> now, what people don't know about me is that if you give me a helium balloon. It raises the pitch of my voice 
in such a way as it turns me into a well-known trans-exclusionary Guardian columnist. Some women, Master Wayne, they just want to police the bathroom. You're only supposed to cut the bloody dick off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Podcasting. You're only there supposed you to blow the back doors in. <laughs> good. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Phoebe's fe- 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 Julie Birchall is more of like sickly Victorian child. I would uh, say. She sounds like, like a. She sounds like a sickly urchin. It's all those booze and fags. It's all the booze and fags. Mm. Yeah. She's so, had a voice box taken out and replaced by like a toy that you get in a Christmas cracker. That's right. A kazoo. Kramer informs Jerry that he agreed to wear the puffy shirt on the Today Show and then um, and that uh, his girlfriend's had all these orders because of it, which strikes me as weird. <laughs> um, firstly, no, that- not really. Like if, you, like if you say, okay, so like this new shirt, new shirt is like being advertised by a famous comedian on TV. Yeah, but also... Yeah, like- it's before style blogs, maybe, but yeah. like, yeah. Also, looks, he's not even yeah. been on the show yet, and he's not even going to be advertising the shirt. He's just going to be wearing it. Yeah, and also, he's a comedian. The, presumably, the assumption is is that he's going to be asked about this like eye catching shirt. Imagine if like, oh, I've designed this awful shirt. By the way, James Acaster's going to re- wear it on the one <laughs> show. Like, I'm not sure it would. How do you think influencer marketing works? No, but influencers. I mean, like, you have to you have to say that you've got I, like I, a I named influencer that, like, on board. Yeah, yeah, but also comedians, like, as fashion inspiration, like, I'm not saying that comedians as a rule are, like, bad dressing people, but, like, wait, do you think that's what happened? Do you you think that's why Eddie Murphy was dressed like that for Delirious? It was, like, (laughs) due to a, 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 like, series, a comedy of errors, he had to wear a full red leather jumpsuit on stage. One of Bernie Mac's friend's girlfriends designed those jeans with Bernie Mac's face on, and (laughs) due to the fact that she spoke very quietly, Mm -hmm. he ended up having to wear them for that deaf comedy jam. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then, uh, and then when when she my would, my brain, my fucking shitty brain has just handed me Julie Birchall Jeff Def Comedy Jam. <laughs> I don't know why it's done this. <laughs> when she I don't would... know what it wants me to do with this, but it just handed me those words. This bitch, I pull my shit out. The whole room get dark. I've never eaten pumpkin pie. <laughs> oh, what, what a ridiculous question. <laughs> this is how. A white person drives. <laughs> like me, for example. Like me, for example. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, Bernie Mac's friend's we're girlfriend get sued mum, by Julie Birch, mumbling at him and him going, I don't understand. Yeah. 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 Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. There we go. I think we've cool. wrung all we can out of that. Um, and then Jerry's like, when did I, when did I say that? And then he's like, and he's like, well, you know, she was asking you and you were nodding. And he's like, yeah, because I couldn't hear her. I was nodding politely. Fully on Jerry's mm. side here. Oh, yeah, no, no. Oh, absolutely. I'm she's absolutely she's, on she's Jerry's side. She's like, like, what, like, what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to, like, say, like, lean into someone and say, can you just shout Cheryl it in Sandberg. my ear? It, it, yeah. it, it, it wasn't even, like, that much of a committal. Like, if I was going to agree to wear that shirt on, on, like, national TV, I would want to say something more than, like, Sure. Mm-hmm. And he sure. says it in like this very non-committal way. Like yeah. he's just kind of like, sure, like I cannot hear you. Yeah, and sure. Elaine does the same thing. She just goes, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's not an obligation right there. No. 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 Mm. no. I've not signed no. anything. I wouldn't wear the shirt. Bitch. I, yeah, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> um and then uh, I'd th- wear the shirt, but that's because I like it. 
Yeah, out of choice. Out of choice, yeah. Sorry? Might hear like monogram it and I'll wear it. <laughs> I mean, like you're, you're, you're joking, but that is literally my opinion. I, you put I, my initials I love on something, monogram. I'll wear it. Yeah, I love, absolutely. A, I love a monogram. We've, we've got to get into is monogram towels. Uh, Ooh, a a bunch of your enemies rubbing towels. their hands. Anything you put her initials on, she will wear. <laughs> I don't care. As a <laughs> British look, guy I'll in an Azov cool. battalion uniform being interviewed, you don't understand. They sewed my initials onto it. <laughs> I live by a they code. They made me a special one. It's yeah. got, <laughs> just for me. <laughs> just for Phoebe. Admittedly, it's got some other stuff embroidered on it as well, which I'm not as keen on. <laughs> <laughs> Babby's first as of battalion uniform. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, we then cut to the Costanza house. Uh, George is like filing his nails. He's going through an elaborate hand care routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Estelle says something like, I always said you had perfect hands. And then Frank's like, you never mentioned it to me. Uh, an argument ensues. Um, she's asking George if he wants jello. And then Frank is like, why you always got to put the bananas in there? And she's like, because George likes them. And then he's like, why can't he have bananas on the side? Jerry Stiller is so missed. Yeah. Absolute, mm. absolute king mm. of comedy. And then George says, stress I- is damaging to the epidermis and leaves. My, my favourite line of this episode, uh, she asks him about the jello in a kind of like a, a, a determined way. He goes, I'll take it in my room. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's very, great. It's quiet dignity, and that is absolutely, what, and that absolutely. is what Costanza has come to embody, mm. as we know. The quiet dignity of a man eating Jello in his childhood <laughs> bedroom. Eating Jello in his childhood bedroom while filing yeah. his nails. Yeah, Costanza <laughs> has the energy of a man sort of dignifiedly going down with the ship. Yeah, mm. he salutes his god. He salutes the ship. Down he goes. To eat his jello. Like jello, yeah. What film or TV show is it where someone describes the way that a man had sex as like a captain going down with his shit? (laughs) No idea. Bloomily. I can't can't remember it. (laughs) Dolorously. That is just describing having sex with a trans person before they transition. Like, that's that's the experience that you're having there. Mm. Mm. Up there with the time um, someone uh, described. What's his face? It's like having a having a wardrobe fall on you with the key stuck in the lock. Oh, Sir Nicholas Soames, that was yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> just a, an incredibly comical man. Um, yeah, I don't. Now I've got a really stupid bit stuck in my head, which is Sir Nicholas Soas, like a kind of like <laughs> Sir Nicholas Soames, but in like a weird like Pan Africanist outfit. Um, <laughs> Nicholas Soames like, at the drum, at like, the drum circle. Kind of yeah. pronounces everything slightly too correctly, yeah. so you're not quite well, sure what he's saying. Afghanistan. Afghanistan, yeah. <laughs> Rolling the R's on Darfur. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. That would be good. I'd respect that. Um, yeah, and so then we cut to the dressing room for the Today Show. Uh, Jerry's in the shirt. He looks ridiculous. He's saying he looks ridiculous. Kramer's like, what are you talking about? He looked great. Elaine comes a in. twink, to be honest. Yeah. Elaine cracks up about it. I think Jerry's more of an otter. Mm. Normally, yes, but I would say that the shirt shirt, moves him into, yeah. Do you think it imbibes him with with twink? I I think it does. I think it does. Interesting. Okay. Places Um, the twink cloak about his shoulders. mm, Yeah. Yeah. The the, the mantle. The mantle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So then Elaine's like, why are you wearing that? And then he explains the whole thing and she's like, but I didn't hear anything. And then he's like, well, neither did I. And she um, points out, not unreasonably, that it is a benefit to clothe the homeless, and it makes him look like he's taking the piss. 
Yeah, she says he looks like the Count of Monte Cristo, which I think is it's a good analysis of the vibe of the shirt. And like he's kind of swinging on a chandelier and he's all puffed up. I think saying that he's all puffed up is very funny because it makes him sound like oh, a yeah. marshmallow. Uh, yeah, or like a or like a sort of angry woodland creature. The, the Michelin Man, the horrifying creature, Bibendum. Bibendum. It's made of yeah. tires. Yeah. Oh, I, Bibendum scares the absolute shit out of me. Wait, what? Do not do not the like Michelin that. Michelin Man's you, name Michelin is Bibendum. Man. Yeah, his name is Bibendum. Yeah, and there's like, if you go back, you can look. Bibendum is that last drink you have for the road. That's a good pub quiz fact. All of these these early early 20th century Michelin adverts where he's like drinking a big wine glass full of nails and broken glass. Again, horrifying. He's an Italian futurist. He's a horrifying (laughs) creature. Yeah, because all advertising until about 1990 was designed to give nightmares to children. Mm. The question is: Is does Bibendum know that he is made of tires? Like when he sees like a car, I would say is he so. like is he struck by existential terror when he sees a car what, driving what around? This, there's another on his one where skin. he like removes one of his tire segments, part of himself, for to like replace the tire on a car. So mm. clearly, that's like a sacrifice he performs willingly. Oh, wow. Does he think of like car tires as part of him or just? Part of the same species. Uh, do you think as he's him? like a, a distributed organism? Yeah. Like every car is riding around on four limbs. Yeah, and then there's yeah. a kind, and then there's a kind of central nucleus. And if you destroy the nucleus, then all the cars in the world just go pop. <laughs> Sensual nucleus. Central. Oh, I, Sensual I, I, as well. Why not? He's, oh, he's, why? Drinking, sure, his, yeah. he's drinking his uh, broken glass. He's a sensual sure. being. Do you yeah. agree, Mr. Bond, that the Michelin man has a sensual nucleus? Look, Bibendum <laughs> is a lover. He's a gourmand. Yep, he's a poet. Sure, mm, sure. sure. So, he's a bitch. He's a many mother. talents. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He was directed by Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, so do you think that, like, he. That he is not given like enough self knowledge to know, to like to know and recognize. Well, he, well, he judges that, all of those restaurants on how good they are. So I think he's got to have yeah. some kind of self awareness. No, he's got self awareness. I he's mean, like a he's bunch got. Of like uh, what, and like what I'm asking is like, is there like, is there a kind of forbidden fruit of knowledge that ah. he will one day eat? And then we'll become well, aware of the, the nature of, of his flesh and skin. On it. Yeah. What, what, what you're asking me is, can Bibendum suffer an existential crisis? Yes, I think that's what a I'm thinking asking. Creature. Yeah, what yes, I'm asking course, is, can he, can he experience existential terror at, well, he's, the, he's of also, car, at the sight of car he's tires? A, he's also French, so like we have to that's imagine true, that he is he's French. well he familiar with the concept of existentialism. He has a 17-year-old girlfriend. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Because what is age, huh? Something, uh, something, number. an invention of uh, of the bourgeoisie to uh, <laughs> to limit my sensuality, and he gives out all the Michelin stars, right? He has eaten yes, in all of these restaurants, yeah. Okay. Yes, it, yeah. You, you look over. There's just a guy who's like a heap of tires, st- wearing st- like an overcoat. I still yeah. think that 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 God has not instilled him with the understanding of. Of his would, shared, would, I go would, to fancy restaurants. I go to I mean, fancy it, restaurants in a costume made of tires to get better service. <laughs> so, so Bibendum here occupies the role of a kind of a golem. Then he's, yeah, he's something like, that yeah, has been exactly. man-made. Like, like, he's like, alive. Like a, like, he a gin, like a gingerbread man in a gingerbread house. Mm, yeah. So to us, it's horrifying. But to the gingerbread man, it's um, 
it's it's not it's not knowable. It's like a three it's like a three dimensional object trying to in, try to like envision four dimensions. It's just not possible to do. It's funny yeah. that Michelin are the only tires with like law and D block. Every other story, yeah, just a rubber thing you put on your car. But Michelin are like this came from a guy. Okay, <laughs> it was part okay. of him, and now it is part of you. Okay, spitballing. <laughs> Christopher Nolan's Babendum. Oh, well, I would watch go. it. Yeah, yeah. All the the like guns and knives of the dark comedy. How did he become a tire? Mm, yeah, that's yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, it's because his parents got killed by some tires. Mm, yeah. Mm. So now he's tire man. Mm. Yeah, he took on the form of a tire. To his parents died criminals. in a car accident due to bald tires. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. One of the theories about Paul Walker's accident, in fact. Oh. Was killed by Bibendum. Stop bringing up Paul Walker. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, the Michelin man deliberately sabotaged <laughs> Paul Walker's car. Oh, goodness me. Yeah. Um, that's right. Can we move on, please? Paul Walker was in the <laughs> you're pocket. At, you're of at Paul Walker's funeral. You just look over and, like, at the next tree over is Bibendum smoking a cigarette, and he stays long enough to watch the coffin go in and then leaves. Mm. Mm. God, that is dark. There we go. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> the, runner, the runner comes in, is like, "Time to go, Joe." And he's like, "Is that what you're wearing?" Uh, we cut to the hand modeling shoot. The crew are all complimenting George's hands. They tell the story about Ray McKidney, the man who had the most beautiful hands they've ever seen, uh, who could have had any woman he wanted, but just loved his own hands. It was a chronic masturbator, yes. a chronic yeah. destructive masturbator. And this and is when the guy either- says he was not master of his own domain. Whoop whoop. Mm-hmm. And, That's the name of the show. And yeah. yeah, that is the name of the show. Roll credits. Mm. Um and um I know we say this a lot on this show, but uh friends could never. No, no. no. The idea do, of do like a good <laughs> it's, it's like a minute long of him like trying to explain this guy masturbating <laughs> his way out of his hand. Masturbating himself to gig. death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like he's destroyed his hand through overuse. By the end his his hands were so like gnarled and claw like he was dependent on Cub Scouts to feed him, which I thought was a nice Vivid. Image. <laughs> Very vivid. Yeah. Why Cub Scouts? I don't know. Ooh. It's a pure Larry David, that. It's yeah, got a, it like... Yeah. 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 What would be the funniest person yeah. <laughs> for this destructive <laughs> masturbator to be fed by? Mm. I know. And he treated them very well as well. He was, uh, yeah. Mm. yeah, he wasn't a monster. Yeah, he was a chronic masturbator, not a paedophile, okay? <laughs> Let's just make that clear. <laughs> there was nothing sexual about the feeding. It's time to, you know, it's time to really rehabilitate the memory of Ray McKigney. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Son of a kidney. Um, Critical reappraisal of him. In some ways, we think he was, in fact, master of his own domain. <laughs> and so George is like, "Don't worry about me. I won a contest." And, and this is actually this is actually the first acknowledgement we've had that Costanza technically w- wins the contest. Well, it's according to Costanza. You know, he's a reliable yeah, he narrator. He claims it. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. he is. He's the lo- he's the last one. Mm. He does. He wins it by default. Do you think he's like, how long do you think he was still going for? That's my question. That's a great question. Do you, do you think when he says that it's still current? I reckon like, it's either an hour or it's like years now at this mm, point, or at mm. least a year because it's, it's a semen a retention guy now. Yeah, mm, interesting. Yeah. He's a no. It's good for guy. your brain yeah. to retain mm. your semen because your brain needs semen to like lubricate it. It's why women don't have good brains. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna do that particular bit. Um, I'm gonna bow out. Um, uh, we're at the Today Show. The presenter is being like, "Oh, you're wearing quite an unusual shirt there, Jerry. You're looking quite puffed up." 
like a pirate. Yeah, Jerry just gets bullied on <laughs> national TV, which is funny. Yeah, yeah. gets seen off. Puff up pirate. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the magic pirate. Jerry's like, I feel ridiculous. It's a ridiculous shirt. It's not my shirt. It's one of the worst shirts I've ever seen. And then you just hear, uh, you bastard yelled out from the crowd. And the guy's like, do you hear that? And he's like, I heard that. <laughs> um, she can yell, as we discover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a quiet talker, but a loud yeller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're back at the and shoot. And the two things aren't necessarily intention. Yeah. No, no. Um, yeah, it's, it's like how um, Gareth Gates had a stammer, but not when he sang. Similarly, like, she can't talk at a normal volume, but she can yell at a normal it's volume. It's the same thing as um, people with speech impediments, like actors with speech impediments, mm. don't have their speech impediment when they're acting. Really? Yeah. Or, like, this is, like, oh. a kind of commonly seen thing. It's quite oh. interesting, I think. It'd be funny if you'd, like, he just put that on to get the role. Well, because there's part of, like, there's... I, I, I It'd be funny if you were booked to play there's, like, part a character of the with a speech aspect. impediment. Sorry? I think, yeah, I think a lot of speech impediments are... Almost entirely psychological. Well, that's how you can be therapized out of them. Otherwise, yeah. if mm. they were mechanical, you wouldn't be able to be, would you? Yeah. Therapized into one. I don't know. That would be a fun idea, wouldn't it? Be like a speech therapist who gives you a speech impediment. <laughs> yeah. Evil speech yeah, therapist. Yeah, the evil speech yeah. therapist. <laughs> <laughs> one of um, one of my installing stammers in the neighborhood's children. <laughs> one of my Russian friends comes from this like really like Russian military family and graduated from the uh, military academy of Saint Petersburg, and they didn't let him into the uh, Russian army as an officer because uh, he has like a mild stutter. And he ended up becoming oh, really? a stand-up comedian, Amazing. which is the funniest possible. Amazing, <laughs> like... the funniest possible backstory. Mm. Yeah, um, uh, you don't you don't talk clearly enough to be an army officer. You know what? You could give a go. <laughs> 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 Let's play to your strengths here. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'll tell you what—he's probably not regretting that decision right no. now. Mm. Um, Absolutely. No. Uh, so um, we're at back at the modelling shoot. It's already over. George is getting handed a big check. There's a woman there who wants to go out with him. Um, although she's below par for George, I have to say. She's all right. That's true. Yeah, she's, she's fine. She's I mean, George fine, is, George and is she, 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 she is down horrendous for him, too. Like, the, the hands are a huge draw for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She wants to get finger blasted by Costanza. Oh, yeah. She, she wants both of those hands, like, up. Phoebe's just given yeah. that a, a little face there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's not sure about that. A big face, but definitely a face. Yeah. Um, then cut back to the dressing room at the Today Show. Kramer's girlfriend's yelling. George charges in excited. And he says, I'm busting. I'm busting. <laughs> Lost the contest. Yeah, which I, which I really enjoyed. Um, George starts taking the piss out of the shirt. And uh, Kramer's girlfriend, in a rage, shoves George uh, into an iron. And he mm. burns his hands on it. Tragedy. Yeah, absolutely. Fairly, fairly like a uh, gory sort of workplace accident end mm. to the episode. Mm. Yeah, it's it's quite it's quite kind of it's quite Shakespearean. It's like um, you expect a lawyer uh, to walk in at that point. Yeah, an accident. Yeah. Wasn't great and I'm Craig Fishman. Uh, <laughs> That's right. The one eight hundred. The twins. <laughs> I mean, of the tragic hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels it feels a bit like Anton Deck and Biker Grove. You mm. know, where he just gets blinded out of nowhere, yeah. and you're just like, ooh. Damn, PJ, okay. me eyes. <laughs> me eyes, man. I should never have gone drunk driving. He's 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 PJ, isn't he? He's P- I think so. He's PJ, yeah. and he gets blinded by the paintball gun. But he's referring to himself me in the eyes. third person. Me eyes, yeah. man. 
paint paintball gun. So you know it's him. Is the most like British like that was TV such a show bad impression. I'm so unhappy with that impression. Just to be clear, <laughs> just to be clear to the listeners, I don't think do that's a Julie good impression. Julie Birchall instead. Okay, <laughs> 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 my eyes. <laughs> I've been shot with a paintball gun. I've been shot with a paintball gun. <laughs> me eyes, man. There we go. That was fun. That's, That's all right. There you go. Yeah. That's all right. Um, it, it's just it's, it's a, a very like quiet dignity. What I loved about like <laughs> British teen TV shows from the nineties was that they had to they had to have this kind of like moral parable element to them. Mm. But it was always about something like really stupid, like yeah, paintballing. Like, like paintball guns can be quite dangerous. Always ask out for adult supervision. <laughs> there is a girl on Biker Grove who gets electrocuted mm. to death by her hairdryer. Jesus. Oh, it's Mel Gibson in What Women Want. Literally. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, because she was already a woman, she had to die. And then her boyfriend <laughs> gets together with her gets together with her sister and tries to like turn the sister into his dead girlfriend. Um, that's very dark. It's very kind of dark. like a reverse Leverett marriage kind yeah. of situation. There. And then that's, there's uh, a kid on bike grave who dies of a brain tumor. It's like it's it's dark yeah, as shit. Yeah, get shot with a paintball gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, the two things weren't related. Um, mm. Do you know how Biker Grove ends? This is this is gonna gin up into a Biker Grove podcast, um, isn't it? Oh. oh, it would be so easy. Biker Grove, Biker Grove, we're going at the Grove. Um, Biker Grove ends, ends with PJ and Duncan becoming the hairy bikers. No, they've, they've, le- the they've left long before this point. No, what happens at the end of Biker Grove is there is an episode where they all. Where they all find out that they are not real and that they have Fuck been. Yeah, written. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. But th- I think that's like the penultimate episode, so I don't really know how oh. it actually. So ends. I never was blinded by that paintball gun then. <laughs> <laughs> Words to that effect. Anyway. <laughs> that's a really that existential crisis caused him to drink. Yeah. Drive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so that, and the, Dick actually aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> PJ and Duncan are the only ones that are real. Yeah, that's mm. right. Um, so yeah, at the um, at the cafe, uh, Elaine's feeding George a coffee. Uh, Jerry can't even get a Cub Scout. Yeah, um, <laughs> Jerry's Jerry's bitching about the heckles he's received, such as a vast you Macy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that good of a heckle, to be honest. No. It's not that good, is it? Americans, what can you do? Um, mm. Elaine says she's been fired from the benefit committee. Uh, Kramer says all the stories. A better heckle would be: Would you toast to the cardinal? <laughs> that's a better. That's a better. That is a better heckle. <laughs> also, he says there's no comeback for that, and I, I I don't know what kind of comebacks I can envision Jerry Seinfeld doing to a doing to a heckler. Like I don't see him doing the kind no, of he's not Jimmy an, Carr yeah, like no, obscene no, he's not kind like of an comeback. Engager. No, no. Quite funny if he did. Oh, it would be. Yeah. It would be. Well, actually, um, a, a, a little a, a trick that one of my friends used to use when he emceed comedy nights uh, was if you ever get heckled. Just ask them to repeat it, mm. which is great. Oh, that's some real "would you like to teach the class" kind of energy. <laughs> that's devious. Yeah. It's just like because it just it just it gives it's you true. some time very to few, think. Very few people have like the proper stones to say whatever they've said twice. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and uh, but just always ask them to repeat it in a really plaintive way, like you're just genuinely curious. Yeah. And then and then they'll repeat it, but in a slightly less sure of themselves <laughs> yeah. way. By which time you've had some time to think. Yeah. Um, yeah no, that the, the dark arts of stand up comedy. Mm. There. Um, yeah. You shouldn't really share them here. You'll be drummed out. Of it's the like the magic circle. circle. The magic yeah. circle yeah. The magic circle jerk. Yeah, you can um, get excommunicated. <laughs> excommunicado. Yeah. Um, Kramer says the stores cancelled all their orders of the shirts, and they had to give all the shirts to Goodwill. 
Uh, then Jerry and George go outside and there's a bunch of homeless guys wearing the shirts. Also, it's very important to note that Kramer says that he has in the aftermath ditched this woman because, and again, another wonderful mm. line delivery. He says, I can't be with someone whose life is in disarray. Yeah, perfect. Brilliant. Perfect. It do be like that. It do be like that. It do that. be like that. It do be like that. Um, we close with a bit uh, where uh, Jerry's like, why do we say, when someone talks too quietly, why do we say, excuse me, when really it's their fault? He's like, I'd love to just once be able to go like, nope, not loud enough. Try again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, with Jerry here. There's something that feels like quite, you know that, um, you know that Daily Mail etiquette guy who they occasionally like no. wheel out. That he's like, he's got like a kind of blonde Hitler haircut. And oh. that narrows it down so little. I know it does. I know it does. But he's he's an etiquette with the Daily expert. Mail. He's like he mm. every so often like they like they print a thing with him like sort of saying like. Like what's the, the what's the you thing to say? Guy. Is it like Christmas dinner or is it Christmas lunch? And it turns out he has uh, some like yeah. madly kind of prescriptive like ideas Remember about like, what counts as like correct etiquette. American ex, her like English grandmother, who was like a massive, massive aristo, once took me to task about how it was actually incredibly common to say Merry Christmas and it was correct to say Happy, Happy Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, no, no. I'm, um, I'm William Hansen. William yeah. Hansen, thank you. And William Hansen, the founder of the boy band Hansen. <laughs> that's right. He's their dad. <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. They're the very polite boys. Yeah. He has, he, well, he, ha- he, has, a, he has a guide here. actually the correct thing that you say if you meet the queen um, Bob you say um, Bob. you don't <laughs> say hello I you say, say um, Bob. <laughs> he has a guide here on how to make the perfect cup of tea and it starts with putting the milk in first mm. oh george puts the milk in first I, you mm. see i, I, yeah, the, I my my I disagreement with that isn't at all doctrinal it's purely because surely <laughs> surely you would put the milk in second purely because you would put in you put in less of the milk you put in the amount of tea for volume how much mm. tea do you want and then you put in the milk for color right yeah so you're what if you're adding the correct you, amount of milk yeah. for the amount of tea you've put in well the, the, you might get too milky a tea the mm. class-based reasoning behind mm. putting the milk in first it's about um it's about the fineness of your china. So if you have, if you are sufficiently you, you have fine enough china that you can't put boiling hot liquid directly into it. That's the point. So that's why well, you should be pouring tea out of a teapot anyway. It's not going to. Yeah, be but you still, but it's still hot. It's still, it's still like too hot for very, very fine china. That's the origin of it anyway. What about if you're having black tea with lemon? Isn't I it posher abs- to have black tea I with lemon anyway? I have absolutely no idea, but that's what the origin is. Demonstrating the like weakness of your own pottery as a flex. <laughs> yeah. Mm, this, yeah. See, this, this cup is shit. It's made out of pure <laughs> spider webs. This cup was all that we rescued from our escape from Ceausescu. <laughs> Whereas Alice's house, it'd be like this. This cup's made of Kevlar. It's, it's from yeah, the absolutely. Niche Albanian the, the, the military. Correct, the you correct could shoot this. You could shoot cup this cup with you, a gun. <laughs> yeah, you hit it with a hammer first, then you pour in. Then the, you do. The tea then you pour in the, the tea. Then yeah. you pour in. Yeah. The milk. I work at the yeah. Soviet factory where you hit the big teacup with the big hammer. <laughs> See, I put the milk in first if I'm if it's from a teapot with like leaves because mm. then you can have a decent idea of when it's brewed enough. But if it's a tea bag, mm. then tea bag first. No, I, I would, as Milo says, I'd use the tea for volume, and then I would sort of then try to judge how milky I wanted. Yeah, I, no I one honestly, would put the milk I, in I, first I, with I, coffee, would they? I be honestly madness. don't don't care oh, that much. Insanity. Yeah, um, um, but. I feel like... See, this is the thing. The etiquette expert has drawn William, us into his web. William Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> Even by discussing it, we're argument. letting him yeah, win. Yeah, it's true. We are letting him win. But what I was going to say is, 
he has a thing as mm-hmm. well that there is no polite way of asking someone to repeat themselves. So you just say what? And this is true. If you meet very, very posh people, they do just say what to you if they if they haven't heard you. What oh um and my my mum had this thing where she was convinced that saying what was like rude or non you and so you would have to say I beg your pardon. See this is the and, this is the thing. Yeah. Saying I beg your pardon is like uh it's like serviette. So it's like one of those like very common things which is like a hypercorrection oh. in the other direction. Um, and it's just a sign that someone is non-new. Again, uh, to be very clear to the listeners, this is not something that I think. This is what mad posh people think. Mm. Yeah. Well, my mum also said serviette, so now I'm wondering if she wasn't like engaging in this whole web of lies, the sort of hyacinth bucket kind of this is like the thing. I mean, who mm, knows? Because yeah. of course, the correct the correct term is napkin. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. William William Hansen has really fucking unsettled. It's called the me it's here. called the P, it's called the PLT Pardon Lounge Toilet. It's like any of those words are like a sign of non-newness. What do you say instead of toilet? <laughs> the shitter, the bog. You're supposed to say you're supposed yeah, to say the lavatory, the lavatory or the loo. <laughs> can, I, can I use your owl house? <laughs> <laughs> use your hole in the ground. Yeah, it's supposed to be lavatory or loo or oh. WC. And lounge, I guess you would say, like sitting room, maybe. Lounge should be either uh, it should be drawing room or sitting room, or living room, depending room. on what room it actually is. Mm. Sitting okay. room, because you can't sit in the drawing room. You have to be drawing, stood up at yeah. an easel. You know what? It's called the drawing room. It's short for withdrawing. It's supposed to be the little room mm. that ladies went into after dinner. Oh, so the sitting rooms for the fellas. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Only men should guys. be should be allowed to sit. So, yeah, the women so are the in draw- there drawing each other. 19th century turf being like drawing rooms or a, a, a women's only space. That's right. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And, your, and your funny nephew isn't allowed in here with us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care how effeminate he is. <laughs> funny nephew is a, would be an excellent kind of Victorian slur for being gay. Yeah. I know yeah. that guy's a funny nephew. <laughs> also sounds like an indie band. It does, yeah. Funny nephews. Yeah, yeah. The funny mm. nephews. Mm. Yeah, yeah, very believable. Probably exists, in fact. Probably um, does. I was going to say about the um, not hearing someone thing. My my nan has like the perfect inverse of this thing, where she will not hear something because she is practically deaf, mm. um, at which someone has said it as a, a normal volume, and then immediately accuse them of mumbling, <laughs> which is an incredible power yeah. move. Power move. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's I like the, the 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 hearing equivalent of like one of those handshakes that just crushes your hand. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's like the she's like if the opposite. An, if you're not a pansy, you'll speak up. A, my nan basically functions as an etiquette guy. You're not a guide. funny nephew. Yeah. You're not a funny nephew. She has such bad etiquette that you could derive what good etiquette is by doing the opposite of whatever my nan would do mm-hmm. in a given situation. Okay. Yeah. I think she sounds delightful. Oh, she's very entertaining. Yeah. Um, there you go. I think that's as good a place as any. Yeah. <laughs> Can I to, use your bog? To knock this, to knock this episode on the Troubling head. the queen for her bog. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any bog roll? I've told you the story of the, the queen meeting story, haven't I? Queen meeting story. You, haven't, you certainly haven't told me. Okay, well, I'll tell you, Alice, and then we can finish. Um, okay. Years ago... I was in the bog. Years ago, the <laughs> queen and Prince Philip did a special visit to the National Gallery and my dad used to work there. And before the and before the visit, they were sent like reams and reams and reams of like instructions and toilet roll. 
toilet mm. roll, uh, and like the, all of this, like all this, like information about etiquette, like mm. the correct way to bow, uh, you, what like, you're supposed you, you to say. You call her like, Your Majesty on the first reference, and Ma'am to rhyme exactly, with Jam on the second. Exactly. Kind of the, yeah, yeah. And the big one was you mustn't say Mom because she doesn't like it. And my dad brought this stuff home, and I sort of said like, what, what, what do they, what she do if you call her Mom? Like just. Does she just sort of, you know, like go, fucking mm. listen in, you toilet? <laughs> Sorry, I mean, you bog. <laughs> just, just slaps him around the head. Um, and he the, said, well, the, no, the she, shoe knife she from, really uh, doesn't like it. It's mam mm. to rhyme with jam. Um, she just has you killed. <laughs> yeah, just I mean, this is this is technically correct from the military, too, but yeah. nobody does it. She's the only one who insists on mam to rhyme yeah, that well, way. I, I kind of feel like if you're, you know, if you are the queen sitting on your blood-soaked throne, I feel like you can probably That's like, demand whatever That's you like. And if it's a ridiculous yeah. pronunciation of mom, then you're allowed it. Um, but they got sent yet yeah, all of this stuff, and like everyone's like kind of you know freaking out about like getting all this stuff right. And you know, and I and I said, you know, I feel like you should do something, you know, really kind of disrespectful. And and my dad said, I'm not going to do something disrespectful. Don't be ridiculous. Um, and they and they did this thing where they like got all the kind of like you know, the people that they've been brought mm. there to meet and kind of put them in a line um, and everyone's doing the, everyone's doing the kind of the curtsy or the bow and everyone's, everyone's doing it right. And then one of my dad's colleagues just absolutely panics at the last minute and just go and just puts her hands on her thighs and just goes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> like it was the kind of someone's yeah. very elderly grandma. <laughs> yes. Yes. Beautiful. Incredible. <laughs> So good. Yeah, it must be weird being the queen in that respect, and that you're just constantly meeting people for the first time who are like shitting themselves about meeting you. Um, if if you're non-binary, do you like bow or curtsy, or do you have to like mix the two? I think you have to do. I think you have to kind of bow on one side and curtsy on the Ah. other, like Two Face. Mm. That's really what defines Two Face. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, a non-binary yeah, non-binary. icon. Yeah, a non-icon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there we go. Um, oh, delightful, delightful. Um, it remains for Tony to thank Alice very much for joining <laughs> thank us. Thank you very much, Alice. <laughs> My pleasure. Anytime. Mm. Um, and is there anything you'd like to plug to our loyal hogs? Oh, uh, well, you can find me on Twitter, at uh, Alice Avazandam, and you can you listen can. to my other podcasts, uh, Trash Future, which I do with Milo. Uh, you can listen. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he gets. Sometimes Milo forgets where he is because he's nine hundred years old and <laughs> also right. the king. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only ever call it the bog around me. Yeah. Well, there's your problem. And um, mm. uh, kill James Bond. Excuse so- me, madam. Do you have any more bog? <laughs> 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 if she gets mad at you because you called her madam instead of ma'am, yeah. Though. Mm, yeah. It's like I do have bog roll, but I won't be called mum. <laughs> yeah, well I mean I mean presumably mam is short for madam. Um yeah. but, there, but it's like I funny it's that it's sort mummy. of rude and like excuse me, <laughs> madam. <laughs> what like you're accusing her of shoplifting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoplifting would be so easy if you were the queen though. No one ever checks what's in that handbag. No. That's true. There's a lot of speculation. Well, it's like that thing. I, I think I, cocoa pops. I used to have a bit on stage about this, about how in Britain, if you're in a shop and you're being called sir, that means you're getting good customer service. And if you're in America and you're in a shop and you're being called sir, that means you're being asked to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. A little bit that. Mm. Thank you. 
Um, right, well, this has been Masters of Our Domain. Um, <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this, it's a free one. So we have a Patreon. It's $3 a month. You get bonus content just like this. Bonus episodes. And if you if $5... Just like get... this, but with more slurs. Exactly, mm. yeah. That's the $3. Uh, but $5... is a $3 promise. Yeah. Of <laughs> $5, you get all of our bog theories. Uh, you get access to the Discord. And you get the monthly Movie Corner episodes. Um, so... Why not, Why not do that? Why on earth not? And if not, we'll see you in a fortnight back on the free feed. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.